Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara Kearney and I am your host. for joining me for episode 36 of Book of Leaves. Welcome back if you are a regular listener and if you are a new listener, thank you so much for being here. This is a podcast where every episode I interview someone who is doing something good for the planet in some way and we take a leaf from their book to add to our own way of eco-friendly, sustainable living, which is where the name comes from. It is a book of leaves. You can find out more on the website bookofleavespodcast.com. I've got all the other previous episodes there. They are worth checking out because I've been chatting to some pretty cool people. I've just had a day of recording two podcasts and I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next one as well. I'm currently stockpiling on a few interviews to release over the next few weeks and I'm just in a great mood because the planet can be a bit of a a bit of a dark place sometimes. There's a lot going on and it's just lovely to chat to people who care and who are doing good things. I think we always need more of them, but there are so, so many, so, so many people. Like, I have a list, as long as my arm, longer even, of people that I need to interview for this podcast, and I just do not have enough time to get to them all. So, I'm just, yeah, I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, But know that there are people out there who are doing good things and you're about to hear from one now. So this is Pauline McDonough. Pauline works for the Southern Waste Region. I just want to make sure I got that name right. Yes, I did. And she'll tell you all about them, what that means. But specifically, we're going to be chatting about Reuse Month, which is a campaign they launched to encourage people to reduce waste at home, small businesses, small communities and people at home to reduce waste by thinking outside the box, being a bit more inventive and reusing things and repairing them as well. So we'll chat all about that. If you would like to support this podcast, I do have a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash book of leaves. If you are able to contribute to a euro or two or three a month to help towards the running of the podcast, the hosting and website fees and whatnot. And if you would like to make a once off contribution towards buying me a coffee, I do have a buymeacoffee.com, buymeacoffee.com forward slash book of leaves. And I don't actually drink coffee, full disclosure, it'll most likely go towards tea or hot chocolate or a new book or something like that or a candle or a plant there's so many things but if you would like to contribute I will link those in the show notes as well as everything that we mentioned in this episode and if in the show notes the links that I have aren't actually links that you can click into depending on the platform that you're listening on if you check out bookofleavespodcast.com you will find all the links there That is it for this introduction. Uh, Let me introduce you to Pauline and I hope you enjoy this chat and I will catch you after for some quick notes. Pauline, thank you so much for joining me on the Book of Leaves podcast this lovely Friday. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Cara. And thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted to participate. No worries. So for listeners who don't know you, can you just quickly introduce yourself, where you're from or where you're living and how you got into working into waste management? 
Great. So I'm Pauline McDonough and um, I live and work in Limerick and I work for an organisation called the Southern Waste Region. So there are three waste regional groupings in Ireland between us like 10 or 11 or 12 local authorities each. So I look after all the local authorities in the Southern Waste Region, which is all of Munster and then also Carlo, Kilkenny and Wexford. And my job is to try and help people and the local authorities to design new ways of people to become more engaged in sustainable waste management. So I suppose what we're all used to doing is having products and throwing them away. So placing them in a wheelie bin, um, be it recycling, food waste or general waste and putting that out to the curbside and then the lovely waste bin man comes along and takes it and empties it. So my role is to try and see can we break that cycle and look at some of these products and think about reusing them or preventing them as waste or what are the more sustainable alternatives that we can encourage people to become involved. Okay so when we look at waste management companies a lot of the time it sounds like we're trying to deal with the problem after it's arisen. We're trying to focus on the recycling, but the waste is already be- being created. So you're someone who's trying to reduce the right waste in, in the first place. Yeah. So you may have heard, or some of the listeners to the podcast may have heard of this phrase called the circular economy. So it's been bandied around for a good while, like 15 years, if not more. But it's all kind of coming to a head now because um, anyone who's interested in environmental issues will know that um, we're all aware that the carrying capacity of the earth is no longer enough to sustain the lifestyles of the Western world, really. So even here in Ireland, it's estimated that the way we consume materials currently, we really would need three planet Earths to sustain the amount of materials that we currently use for our everyday lives. So I suppose the work in the circular economy isn't about asking people to go backwards or, you know, to live maybe the way people did in the 1940s or the 50s. That's not what it's about. It's about finding a more sustainable model to everyday 21st century life. So if we look at waste, one of the the things, we used to call it the linear model. So what would happen is a company would make something that I want to buy. So they take the, the raw materials, they make it, I buy the product, I use it. And then when I'm finished with it, I dispose of it. So as I said, it goes in a wheelie bin normally or we go to a recycling center. And then that material either gets burnt in an incinerator, gets landfilled, or if it gets recycled, a lot of the time it's downcycled. It isn't, you know, created into something equivalent. So the circular economy is about having that same model of consumption, but the way that we make the product is in a way that they can be dismantled and reused in a different way. So a very good example would be looking at clothing. Um, Like how can we take a t-shirt, like I'm wearing a black t-shirt today and black t-shirts are really interesting because a lot of the time they don't last because the dye starts to fade on them and they go really worn out and gray looking really quickly. So, How could we take that black t-shirt that's gone a bit baggy 
and make it into something reusable, make it into the circular economy, not shred it for use as a rag, but keep that, that actual fabric going. So that's a kind of a simple example of it. Another good example of it is um, compostable materials. So we might have seen, uh, you know, a lot of takeaways um, and coffee cups are now compostable. Um, so that means that the empty container can go into a compost processing facility. It's made into a compost, which then can be used here in Ireland to grow more vegetables or on a golf course or in a park. So we're creating that circularity. It doesn't become a waste that has to be dealt with. It's still a resource. Very good. And in Ireland, what are our waste production figures like? Do you know? I mean, we keep hearing that we have a high level of recycling, but recycling isn't this solution that it's kind of been made out to be. So what are we like here for producing waste in general? Sure. Well, I suppose we we all produce waste. Okay, that's the first thing to say. And at the moment, we shouldn't feel guilty. Like, you know, this, the work that we do isn't about trying to make people feel guilty, because the way we live, and the products that we can only consume because they're available to us, mean that waste is created. So at the moment, um, our recycling rate is about 41 or 42%. Um, of all, you know, of the available recycling stream in terms of our products. But that is quite low uh, in relation to the target. So it's really important that we, we introduce better ways to collect even more recyclables. Um, so things like plastic bottles, say, for example, are imminently recyclable. But there aren't facilities on the street. You'll know yourself if you walk down a high street, there's just a litter bin. So what we need to do maybe is have a way of capturing all of those plastic bottles that end up going into the waste stream in that respect. Um, And certainly in the new, there's a new waste plan for the government and they have a deposit return scheme as well where you'll get some kind of a financial reward that you can donate to a charity or use in a certain way to encourage more separation of imminently recyclable goods. Um, So our recycling rate needs to increase, um, first of all, to 55%, then up to 60, and then up to 65% for households. So we've got a a big journey still to do there. For some areas of the country, it's only in recent years that householders have been given access to a third bin for food waste. Mm. Um, And that's really important. So food waste, if we have it in our general waste stream when we go to process that it creates a lot of methane um, if it goes into a landfill site and also it's a resource that we're losing so we're now trying to encourage householders and businesses to separate out their food waste in a proper way that we can make compost or green energy out of and this is really important because this is the start of the green economy for Ireland there will be a lot more jobs in this area in the future if we can produce the resources properly for them. Yeah, that's a really good point to make. A lot of uh, climate activism is always about what about the people who are going to lose their jobs, you know, if, if they're working in, say, the fossil fuel industry, which is a valid point, but there's also so many new jobs that can be created. Like yeah, you mentioned. there are new jobs. And some of our European, um, other European partner countries 
have done a lot more in relation to, you know, setting up, say, for example, recycling centers um, where you don't just go to deposit materials that you don't want anymore, but you can also go there to shop. So you can go and buy a secondhand telly or, you know, a piece of um, furniture that you might want to then redecorate or upcycle yourself. So there is a lot more work that can be done there, you know, and I think we will see a resurgence in that area and interest in, in working in that, that space as well. Yeah, that would be amazing. There's some lovely little spots we do have kind of like that, like the Rediscovery Centre in Ballymoan, but if that's in Dublin, you know, it'd be lovely to see those all across the country. So October, you guys are working on something called Reuse Month. Yeah, Reuse Month, it's in its fifth year. Um, so it started off five years ago, or four years ago, this is the fifth year of it. And we started off with this idea that um, it would be great to see and encourage, but to see local people getting involved in three different areas. So one would be um, repairing. Okay, so repair is really important. Um, so we all know that if we want to move into the circular economy model, we need to keep products going for longer. But the problem is that most of us don't know how to or where to go to repair items. And also there is, for some of us, a mental block around repair. We think that it's very expensive. But how do we know? Did we ever ask that question? You know, we might have heard, oh, it cost me more to get my washing machine repaired than it did to buy a new one. Well, were you comparing apples with apples and oranges with oranges there? We don't know. So one of the areas about Reuse Month is trying to encourage people to repair and then also to look at what are the skills that are around and the facilities in each of the local authorities, in all of our cities and our towns, that people can engage with to reuse materials. So we're, we're thinking about things like clothes, furniture, um, you know, the simple items every day that are single use, like the coffee cup that I talked about a minute ago, or the takeaway, you know, where are the opportunities for reuse? And during the month of October every year, we encourage this whole kind of, I suppose, swathe of different workshops, ideas, opportunities to learn and sharing of information right across the country on upskilling people to repair and to reuse. And I suppose to repurpose and re-love some of the things that we have. You know, it's very easy when you're, and I suppose, especially during the pandemic, People became really tired of the same four walls. You know, we were kind of trapped in our homes and you're looking around and you're thinking your furniture is looking sad or, you know, the curtains are a bit dreary. Um, and the automatic instinct is I'll dispose of them and I'll get something new. So this month is always an opportunity to stop and think and upskill yourself if you can to re-loving those items and getting them to last for a bit longer. Yeah, it's a really good idea. And also in regards to the upskilling, there's so many things we used to know that we've forgotten just because it's we're such a kind of mass produ produced, everything is so mass produced that you don't need you don't need to build your own furniture like your grandparents might have or whatnot. So upskilling is definitely 
um, something that I need to do and hopefully more people might be inspired this month. Are there any kind of events? I know obviously in this lockdown it's kind of harder especially if you're in Dublin or Donegal at the moment but are there any kind of events or online things that people can get involved in? Yeah well actually for this year specifically because of the pandemic almost all you know over 99% of the whole calendar of events will be virtual events so people will be able to log on and watch the workshops or engage in the debates online so it doesn't matter where you are what part of the country you're in and we have some really interesting lineups uh, Roisin Murphy from RTE is going to do a workshop on creating your own home office because so many of us are working from home now with the items that you have around you, you know, trying to make that space more interesting for you to work in. Um, Gerald Griffin from um, the Rediscovery Centre is going to look at old furniture and help people with how can you upcycle this? You know, how do you know if it's an antique and you should actually get it properly restored? Or is it a more quirky item that you could do some decoupage on or you could, you know, um, do a quick paint job on and create this really funky individual piece? Um, we have Geraldine and Taz from the Use Less Project we're going to talk about textiles and how, how they can get involved, how you can get involved in mending, repairing, donating and shopping um, in the pre-loved and the second-hand sector as well. So there are just a couple of examples of the kind of breadth of the approach to it. Um, and we will be looking at very simple things as well, you know, and interesting craft projects that people might be interested in doing. You know, how can you make something new? Like there's another lovely one that Lynn Houghton is doing for us on making a dream catcher from a pair of jeans. And that's a great, you know, people love dream catchers whatever age they are. So you can learn a new skill and you can tune in and just participate along or watch it, record it and, and, and um, go back to it at another time. Brilliant. And where can people find the details of the events? Yeah, so if you go on to mywaste.ie, which is Ireland's official guide to waste management, and we manage that platform as well. And there's a tab, a slider on the front for reuse month. And then once you click on that, the calendar, you can then access the calendar and you'll be able to see whether there are any local events that are happening in person that are led by the local authorities or any of the national events that are virtual that you'll be able to tune into. So hopefully it will encourage. And that's the whole point about it is that, you know, none of us know everything. I suppose life is a journey, as is environmental awareness. So this is a real opportunity for you to maybe learn something new so you might know a lot about textiles or furniture but you might know about something else you know and that's really great we also have some really inspiring chefs who are going to talk about using up and reusing food because food waste is another huge problem you know a third of all the food that we purchase as a nation gets thrown away doesn't get used for lots of different reasons. And I think a lot of people became more engaged in food waste prevention since the lockdown as well, because it's only when you're at home all of the time that you suddenly realize, you know, oh, I'm forever throwing this out or that out. But when we were very busy beforehand, we may not have been as aware. So we've got some interesting chefs who are going to hopefully create some really appetizing um, offerings with leftovers. Brilliant. Yeah, that's a really good 
that's a really good class um i'm also i'm listening to you and also making a note of i need to do this one i need to do this one in my head um and hopefully they might be available online do you know if they'll be available for people who won't be able to view them live will you be putting them up anywhere okay great some of yeah some of them will go up onto our youtube channel as well it depends on what the arrangements have been so offhand i wouldn't be able to say without checking with the schedule but if anyone has a query they can send us a message on the my ways platform anyway and we can respond to that individually if they need more information about any of the events perfect and i'll link everything in the show notes then as well and i'll update it after october for anyone listening in the future future i'll link some of the classes below so that they can see them and you mentioned there um about upcycling furniture as well you have a competition uh, an upcycling competition that I was looking at the winners of them last year. So people through men's sheds and community groups and schools across the country have an opportunity to win €750 Euro if they upcycle anything. Yes, and individuals as well. So yeah. it's right across all those categories. So it could be just one person. It could be a community group, a school or a men's shed, as you say. So again, we've been running the Upcycle Challenge. This will be, I think, our fourth year, third or fourth year. Um, we did have a break for one year. So the whole idea is that you kind of take something or things, not just one thing, that are all Again, as I mentioned earlier, stuff that you're sick of or that looks dreadful, kind of, you know, it's really, I'm sick of this. And you create something new with it. Um, You upcycle it. You you give it a new life. And we've had some amazing winners. I mean, just to give your listeners, um, Cara, a flavor. Last year, we had this amazing lady who's based in Galway, and she makes children's rape ponchos from umbrellas. And they're so cute and they were so beautiful. So, you know, these are for toddlers or little small children, if you can imagine. Oh, you know, some umbrellas are really big. And umbrella fabric is amazing because it's waterproof and it's already patterned. And she'd made these absolutely fabulous rain ponchos. And then the People's Choice Award, because we always allow the public to vote on one of the winners as well, was a fabulous lady from Monaghan. And she had made... um, reusable sanitary towels from cotton that was actually from her children's baby clothes and they were absolutely beautiful so she had reused this fabric that was very important to her she originally made them for herself um, and then she was making them and selling them as well and those two examples are really interesting because both of those winners were also, um, they're very engaged in trying to share their skill. So they were making the pattern for these items available as well, so that you didn't just, you know, have to buy something from them. You could also access their pattern and make your own poncho or your own sanitary towel. And that that's really important. That's that whole sharing of skills, which is amazing. Yeah, that's really, really great. Um, so get your thinking caps on if anyone is thinking to upcycle something. You can submit it, I think, before the 30th of October, the 31st. So that's that will it. be that will be really cool. I can't wait to see what comes out of that and if I can find something to do myself. Yeah. Um, and, and just to tell listeners, just the thing to remember is that we just need a photographic record of what they made. So you kind of need the before and then some pictures of you doing it and then the finished product because we have had a few entries where people have just sent in 
the finished product. So we have to be able to see, you know. And just to say as well that um, there is a category for the first time this year for professional upcyclers. So for people who are working in this space, we also want to see how creative they are because that's incredibly inspiring. So they're welcome to, uh, to participate by submitting under that category. Brilliant. I can't wait. I look forward to seeing these. Um, before we go, there's two questions I just want to ask. The first one is, you, we mentioned My Waste there, which is a really, really great platform for anyone with waste questions, I guess, in Ireland. But can you give a kind of better summary as to what it offers? You'd know more about it. Yeah, well, actually... The, the idea came from me and my colleague Sinead and Declan, the three of us work on this project together. So what we found was, and we set this up three years ago, you see, I suppose someone like me, I live and breathe waste. This is what I'm interested in. This is my career. This is everything that kind of, I suppose, on a professional level, this is me, okay? But the interesting thing is for most people, they only think about waste when they have a query or when they don't understand it. So the whole idea was that we were getting individually or through our local authorities, lots of questions from people going, I think you can do this. Can you tell me if it's right? Or I read this article and the article could have been from New Zealand or particularly from the UK. So we went to the government and we asked them to fund this platform, which would explain for Irish people what the Irish situation is. So that's the really unique selling point about the website. It explains confidently to Irish people what the correct procedure is for managing your waste in Ireland, because it is different here. Um, We do export a lot of our waste. You should be presenting your waste in a particular way. So that was the whole idea or raison d'etre behind it. And it started off really just explaining how to separate your waste um, and what you should do with it. But it's quickly growing. We have we try and share as many newsletters and news articles as we possibly can, which are also aimed at inspiring people. And we're trying to encourage and tell the story of waste globally as well and how important it is for the circular economy, but also just for planet Earth as well, that we should be managing and reducing waste wherever possible. Brilliant. Now, it's a really useful resource for anyone. Like if you have specific, can I recycle tissue paper? You know, there's really useful, specific things on it. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. Yeah. And just to say, Cara, that we have a A to Z on it with about 300 different items. And what we love is if people have another item that they don't know what to do with, if they message us, we will do the research and then we'll add it to the A to Z. Because, you know, the more items that we fill that A to Z with, the more comprehensive the guide is. So if you have something at home that you don't know what to do with, send us a message on my waste and we'll research it and we'll put it on the H. Oh, brilliant. Okay, that's so good to know. That's fab. The last question I want to ask you, Pauline, before I let you go is forgetting about you as with a career in waste, just you as another fellow human and person on the planet for other people that are trying to do their bit like what else what else would you advise anyone on if they want to you know just help make the planet a bit of a better place what do you do yourself yeah I suppose the one thing personally I've been trying to do for I would say about five or six years now is to be a more conscious consumer 
So every time I'm going to make a purchasing decision, I try and think about it first of all and do some research. And this goes from the smallest um, thing that I would be buying to the largest item that I would buy. So I have tried where possible to not buy anything that is a single use item anymore. So I have swapped from, say, for example, a very simple idea of bottles of shower gel, you know, where the, the shower gel bottle has to be disposed of at the end of the day to either a refill option or a bar of soap. So I'm trying to think about all of these different things so that I just thread a little bit lighter on the planet myself. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we purchase things because they make us feel good. And that is very important, our mental health and our engagement as consumers. It's a really important thing to do. But it doesn't always have to be just from the high street as well, you know, or from the new sector. I think it's really good if we can try and support local craftspeople, local upcyclers, and um, the second-hand market, the vintage market, the pre-love market, all of these different things, and the local growers um, that are within our society. So I suppose that's the thing that I feel really encouraged by. I think Irish people do really support um, their local community. And since I've tried to become more conscious around it, I've found all these really interesting people that are doing amazing work. And it's fabulous to buy something that's really nice and that somebody made or created or repaired with love. And that's really important. So for me, that, that's one of the big things is just changing my consumption patterns. It doesn't mean I don't consume. Of course I do. I'm living the same as everybody else but I'm just thinking a little bit more about it and trying to, where possible, make a more, um, a more sustainable choice. And there's lots of new things like refill stations that are opening up and more options, even with some of the larger um, retailers, which is just fantastic, or being able to take back packaging, you know, for cosmetics and things like that, that were never um, sustainable anyway, but being able to return them to the supplier. So I think that the space is opening up. It's very encouraging to see a lot of changing, changes happening there. Um, so I, I think it's good. And I suppose that's just my small contribution to to, to the world. Yeah, and it's a wonderful contribution. And I've said it on this podcast before, the never to underestimate the power you do have as a consumer, that of course, we do need system change, we need it to work from the top down, but we also need it to work from the bottom up at the same time. And we have a lot of power with where we put our money. And yeah, that's really good advice. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being here, Pauline. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you, Cara. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Now, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Pauline. I can't wait for some of these events to come up. And if you want to learn more about Reuse Month, I'll link everything in the show notes as well as if, like I said, in the future you're listening to this and you're like, dang it, it's after October already. I will link some of the lessons and everything as much as I can in the description and on bookoflewspodcast.com. So yeah, get your thinking hats on for something upcycling that you could possibly, for some upcycling that you could possibly do. I might give it a go if I can, if I find something, but 
my skill set is terrible so I am genuinely looking forward to some of these classes because when it comes to upcycling furniture like I can just about paint or varnish something but if you if you involve a drill or like yeah I just lose I just haven't got a clue (laughs) what to do so I'm looking forward to some of these and yeah if you have any questions don't hesitate to get in touch with myself or follow myways.ie on Instagram and Twitter and all that they are such a good platform they are really really good I'm delighted Pauline and her co-workers came up with that in other news I hope you all had a good secondhand September it seems every month there's a new thing a new campaign but every month it's they're always a good one you know I hope you had a lovely secondhand September. Anyone who follows me on Instagram saw I got a bit eclectic. It wasn't just clothes that I was buying secondhand in September. Also bowls and bikes and garden chairs. So be good now to keep, I'm going to try to keep that up for as long as I can, not to buy anything new. I did buy myself new toothbrushes, but you know, that's, you have to do that. There's some things you just can't buy secondhand and toothbrushes are one of those things. So I got myself some new bamboo toothbrushes. But aside from that, yeah, everything else that I needed, I ended up getting secondhand, which I was delighted with, including a fruit bowl. So, oh my God, this is when you know you're an adult, isn't it? When you're excited about fruit bowls. But yeah, so I hope your secondhand September went well, if you had it. And like I said, just keep it going throughout the year. It doesn't have to just be in September. It's getting a bit chillier now. So I hope you all are wrapping up warm and staying safe, washing your hands, wearing masks and taking it one day at a time. As usual, if you have any feedback for this podcast or suggestions, please do let me know. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please, please just take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast. That would really help. And as always, share it with a friend, recommend it to someone. Word of mouth is the best way that you can get more people to listen to a show of any kind. So that would be greatly appreciated and it's free. So that would be fab if you could share some things and if you are able to support it financially in any way as I said at the beginning I do have a buymeacoffee.com forward slash book of leaves or patreon.com forward slash book of leaves if you're able to contribute there and thank you to the people who are doing so and already have thank you so so much all of my funds that I've got from patreon and book of leaves are sitting in the paypal waiting for the renewal fees for the website and the podcast hosting which will be coming out eventually so thank you so much for that. I think that's it. I hope you have a lovely Monday, a lovely week. I will talk to you in two weeks time and if you yourself have any ideas of who I should interview, what topics you'd like to hear or if you yourself want to get on the podcast, let me know. It's happened before. That's how I've had some guests on. They'll get in touch and be like, hey, I've got something I want to share and we'll do a podcast. So let me know. I'm on Instagram, Book of Lee's podcast and Twitter and Facebook and email bookofleespodcast.gmail.com so shoot me a message and I hope you guys just have a lovely day mind yourselves take care and I'll talk to you in two weeks bye